Today is June the 13th. Today we'll read about the Queen of Judah as we read 2 Kings 11 to 14. At the end of our reading yesterday, Jehu had killed King Ahaziah of Judah in addition to killing King Joram in Israel. As a result, Jehu reigned for quite a long time, some 28 years. But what happened in Judah? When the queen mother, Queen Athaliah, saw that her son Ahaziah was killed, she killed the rest of her stepsons other sons of King uh, Jehoram and of King Ahaziah, who were not her own children. And Athaliah was left to reign in Judah. She reigned for about seven years. We see that in chapter 1, verse 1. But one of her stepchildren, Joash, was rescued by a nurse. The nurse took Joash and hid him away in the temple. Jehoiada was the chief priest at that time, and he hid Joash away until Joash was seven years old, about six years later. Then he brought out Joash and crowned him as king. When Athaliah heard of this, she shouted, Treason! But Jehoiada was prepared. Nobody apparently liked Athaliah, and they were glad to see her go. Joash was then king in Israel. Chapter 11, verse 21 says, Joash was seven years old when he became king. Chapter 12, verse 1 says, Joash began to rule over Judah in the seventh year of King Jehu's reign. He reigned in Jerusalem for 40 years. His mother was Zibiah from Beersheba, a different mother from Athaliah. Joash was a good king. He reigned for 40 years. Jehoiada, who had basically raised Joash from a baby until he became king, was given free reign to do whatever needed to be done. And he went about changing all of the horrible things that Athaliah had done. Athaliah had erected pagan altars all throughout Judah. Well, Jehoiada burned them down. He, he got rid of all of that. Uh, Joash was not a, a very successful king. He was, however, faithful to the Lord's commandments to the Lord's laws, and Israel in that sense prospered. During Joash's reign, we see two more kings in Israel, Jehoahaz in chapter 13, and then Jehoash in chapter 13. Hazael is still attacking. Elisha predicts to Jehoash that he'll defeat the armies of Hazael, which he does. And um, Israel has some rest at that time. 
chapter 14, Amaziah becomes king in uh, Jerusalem over Judah. Chapter 14, verse 2, he was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Israel 29 years. Again, Amaziah was, in verse 3, not like his ancestor David, but what he did was pleasing in the Lord's sight. He didn't destroy the pagan shrines. The people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there. Um, Amaziah served as king over Judah for some time. During his reign in Israel, Jeroboam becomes king again. Now he is obviously named after the first king of Israel, so he comes to be known as Jeroboam II. We know him by that. Scripture simply calls him Jeroboam. Again, Jeroboam, not a good king. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but he reigned for 41 years. This takes Israel down into the 8th century. Tomorrow, we'll begin to read the prophets of the 8th century. Enjoy today as we read 2 Kings 11 to 14. 2 Kings 11 through 14, New Living Translation. 2 Kings 11. When Athaliah, the mother of King Ahaziah of Judah, learned that her son was dead, she began to destroy the rest of the royal family. But Athaliah's sister Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, took Ahaziah's infant son Joash and stole him away from among the rest of the king's children who were about to be killed. She put Joash and his nurse in a bedroom, and they hid from Athaliah, so the child was not murdered. Joash remained hidden in the temple of the Lord for six years while Athaliah ruled over the land. In the seventh year of Athaliah's reign, Jehoiada the priest summoned the commanders, the Karite mercenaries, and palace guards to come to the temple of the Lord. He made a solemn pact with them and made them swear an oath of loyalty there in the Lord's temple. Then he showed them the king's son. Jehoiada told them, This is what you must do. A third of you who are on duty on the Sabbath are to guard the royal palace itself. Another third of you are to stand guard at the shore gate. And the final third must stand guard behind the palace guard. These three groups will all guard the palace. The other two units who are off duty on the Sabbath must stand guard for the king at the Lord's temple. Form a bodyguard around the king and keep your weapons in hand. Kill anyone who tries to break through. Stay with the king wherever he goes. So the commanders did everything Jehoiada the priest ordered. The commanders took charge of the men reporting for duty that Sabbath, as well as those who were going off duty. They brought them all to Jehoiada the priest, and he supplied them with spears and small shields that had once belonged to King David, and were stored in the temple of the Lord. The palace guards stationed themselves around the king with their weapons ready, they formed a line on the south side of the temple, around to the north side, and all around the altar. Then Jehoiada brought out Joash the king's son, placed the crown on his head, and presented him with a copy of God's law. They anointed him and proclaimed him king, and everyone clapped their hands and shouted, Long live the king! 
When Athaliah heard the noise made by the palace guards and the people, she hurried to the Lord's temple to see what was happening. When she arrived, she saw the newly crowned king standing in his place of authority by the pillar, as was custom at times of coronation. The commanders and the trumpeters were surrounding him, and people from all over the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets. When Athaliah saw this, she tore her clothes in despair and shouted, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada the priest ordered the commanders who were in charge of the troops, Take her to the soldiers in front of the temple, and kill anyone who tries to rescue her. For the priest had said, She must not be killed in the temple of the Lord. So they seized her and led her out the gate where the horses entered the palace grounds, and she was killed there. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they would be the Lord's people. He also made a covenant between the king and the people, and all the people of the land went over to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They demolished the altars and smashed the idols to pieces, and they killed Matan the priest of Baal in front of the altars. Jehoiada the priest stationed guards at the temple of the Lord. Then the commanders, the Karite mercenaries, the palace guards, and all the people of the land escorted the king from the temple of the Lord. They went through the gate of the guards and into the palace, and the king took his seat on the royal throne. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was peaceful, because Athaliah had been killed at the king's palace. Joash was seven years old when he became king. Second Kings 12 Joash began to rule over Judah in the seventh year of King Jehu's reign in Israel. He reigned in Jerusalem forty years. His mother was Zibhah of Beersheba. All his life Joash did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight because Jehoiada the priest instructed him. Yet, even so, he did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there. One day King Joash said to the priest, Collect all the money brought as a sacred offering to the Lord's temple, whether it is a regular assessment, a payment of vows, or a voluntary gift. Let the priest take some of that money to pay for whatever repairs are needed at the temple. But by the twenty-third year of Joash's reign, the priest still had not repaired the temple. So King Joash called Jehoiada and the other priests and asked them, Why haven't you repaired the temple? Don't use any more money for your own needs. From now on, it must all be spent on the temple repairs. So the priest agreed not to accept any more money from the people, and they also agreed to let others take responsibility for repairing the temple. Then Jehoiada the priest bore a hole in the lid of a large chest and set it on the right-hand side of the altar at the entrance of the temple of the Lord. The priest guarding the entrance put all of the people's contributions into the chest. Whenever the chest became full, the court secretary and high priest counted the money that had been brought to the Lord's temple and put it into bags. Then they gave the money to the construction supervisors, who used it to pay the people working on the Lord's temple, the carpenters, builders, and masons, and the stonecutters. They all used the money to buy timber and the finished stone needed for repairing the Lord's temple, and they paid any other expenses related to the temple's restoration. The money brought to the temple was not used in making silver bowls, lamp snuffers, basins, trumpets, or other articles of gold or silver for the temple of the Lord. It was paid to the workmen who used it for the temple repairs. No accounting of this money was required from the construction supervisors because they were honest and trustworthy men. However, the money that was contributed for guilt offerings and sin offerings 
was not brought into the Lord's temple. It was given to the priest for their own use. About this time, King Haziel of Aram went to war against Gath and captured it. Then he attacked Jerusalem. King Joash collected all the sacred objects that Jehoshaphat, Joram, and Ahaziah, the previous kings of Judah, had dedicated, along with what he himself had dedicated. He sent them all to Haziel, along with all the gold in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the royal palace. So Haziel called off his attack on Jerusalem. The rest of the events in Joash's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. Joash's officers plotted against him and assassinated him at Beth Milo on the road to Selah. The assassins were Joshakar son of Shimeath and Jehozabad son of Shomer, both trusted advisers. Joash was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son Amaziah became the next king. 2 Kings 13 Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, began to rule over Israel in the twenty-third year of King Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria seventeen years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. So the Lord was very angry with Israel, and he allowed King Haziel of Aram, the son of Ben-Hadad, to defeat them repeatedly. Then Jehoahaz prayed for the Lord's help, and the Lord heard his prayer, for he could see how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. So the Lord provided someone to rescue the Israelites from the tyranny of the Arameans. Then Israel lived in safety again, as they had in former days. But they continued to sin, following the evil example of Jeroboam. They also allowed the Asherapol in Samaria to remain standing, Finally, Jehoahaz's army was reduced to fifty charioteers, ten chariots, and ten thousand foot soldiers. The king of Aram had killed the others, trampling them like dust under his feet. The rest of the events of Jehoahaz's reign, everything he did, and the extent of his power, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoahaz died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Jehoash became the next king. Jehoash son of Jehoahaz began to rule over Israel in the thirty-seventh year of King Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria sixteen years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam son of Nebat had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Jehoash's reign and everything he did, including the extent of his power and his war with King Amaziah of Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoash died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Then his son Jeroboam II became the next king. When Elisha was in his last years, King Jehoash of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, I see the chariots and the charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elijah told him, Get a bow and some arrows, and the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, Put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hand on the king's hand. Then he commanded, Open the eastern window. And he opened it. Then he said, Shoot. And he shot the arrow. Elisha proclaimed, This is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram. For you will completely conquer the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, Now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times. But the man of God was angry with him. 
"'You should have struck the ground five or six times,' he exclaimed. "'Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. "'Now you will be victorious only three times. "'Then Elisha died and was buried.'" Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once, when some Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders, so they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. King Haziel of Aram had oppressed Israel during the entire reign of King Jehoahaz, but the Lord was gracious and merciful to the people of Israel, and they were not totally destroyed. He pitied them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to this day he still has not completely destroyed or banished them from his presence. King Haziel of Aram died, and his son Ben-Hadad became the next king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Haziel, the towns that had been taken from Jehoash's father. Jehoash defeated Ben-Hadad on three occasions, and he recovered the Israelite towns. 2 King 14 Amaziah son of Jehoash began to rule over Judah in the second year of the reign of King Jehoash of Israel. Amaziah was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem twenty-nine years. His mother was Jehoiadin from Jerusalem. Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not like his ancestor David. Instead, he followed the example of his father Joash. Amaziah did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there. When Amaziah was well established as king, he executed the officials who assassinated his father. However, he did not kill the children of the assassins, for he obeyed the commands of the Lord as written by Moses in the book of the law. Parents must not be put to death for the sins of their children, nor children for the sins of their parents. Those deserving to die must be put to death for their own crimes. Amaziah also killed ten thousand Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He also conquered Selah and changed its name to Jokthiel, as it is called to this day. One day Amaziah sent messengers with this challenge to Israel's king Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, the grandson of Jehu, come and meet me in battle. But king Jehoash of Israel replied to king Amaziah of Judah with this story. Out of the Lebanon mountains, a thistle sent a message to a mighty cedar tree, Give your daughter in marriage to my son. But just then a wild animal of Lebanon came by and stepped on the thistle, crushing it. You have just indeed defeated Edom, and you are proud of it. But be content with your victory and just stay home. Why stir up trouble that will only bring disaster on you and the people of Judah? But Amaziah refused to listen, so King Joash of Israel mobilized his army against King Amaziah of Judah. The two armies drew up their battle lines at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by the army of Israel, and its army scattered and fled for home. King Joash of Israel captured Judah's king, Amaziah son of Joash, the grandson of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then he marched to Jerusalem, where he demolished six hundred feet of Jerusalem's wall, from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. He carried off all the gold and silver and all the articles from the temple of the Lord. He also seized the treasures from the royal palace along with hostages, and then he returned to Samaria. The rest of the events in Jehoash's reign and everything he did, including the extent of his power and his war with King Amaziah of Judah, 
are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoash died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel, and his son Jeroboam II became the next king. King Amaziah of Judah lived for fifteen years after the death of King Jehoash of Israel. The rest of the events of Amaziah's reign are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. There was a conspiracy against Amaziah's life in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But his enemies sent assassins after him, and they killed him there. They brought his body back to Jerusalem on a horse, and he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. All the people of Judah had crowned Amaziah's sixteen-year-old son, Uzziah, as king in the place of his father, Amaziah. After his father's death, Uzziah rebuilt the town of Elath and restored it to Judah. Jeroboam II, the son of Jehoash, began to rule over Israel in the fourteenth year of King Amaziah's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria forty-one years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. Jeroboam II recovered the territories of Israel between Lebo Hamath and the Dead Sea, just as the Lord, the God of Israel, had promised through Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from Gath-Hefer. For the Lord saw the bitter suffering of everyone in Israel, and that there was no one in Israel, slave or free, to help them. And because the Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel completely, he used Jeroboam II, son of Jehoash, to save them. The rest of the events in the reign of Jeroboam II and everything he did, including the extent of his power, his wars, and how he recovered for Israel both Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jeroboam II died, he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Then his son Zechariah became the next king. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll read the book of Joel and see that salvation comes in judgment.